0: Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships and femininity. I help successful spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. You might be surprised to discover that good men are everywhere, if you know how to look. Listen now to make it easy to find a great man. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Pleasure Path, a podcast where we talk all about pleasurable, powerful shifts in our perspective and in practice in order to create a more loving world for ourselves and for all of humanity. This episode, I want to talk about a question I get all the time and that you've probably heard from someone else in your life. Where are all the good men? And as a coach, I have heard this for the last decade. I've heard this even more than a decade from friends and colleagues. It seems like a question that's perpetually plaguing us. But there's a problem with the question. The question assumes that we have to go hunting or searching, that there's not good men just all around us. So I want you to imagine seeing healthy men everywhere. And I want you to expand your perspective of the masculine to not just be men as in a a man that I would date or a man that I would have sex with, but to be the masculine in all of us. The masculine energy within a woman, the masculine energy within something in nature, the masculine energy within a piece of art that we see or music. This sense of where are all the good men is rooted in scarcity and it's rooted in Maybe they're there, but I can't find them. And I have to compete with other women if they are there. And I just want to change that perspective and and turn it on its head. And I also want to give you some practices for how to really receive the abundance of men, because everyone that I work with, both my male and my female clients, they seem to be stuck in a perspective of it's not happening or it's not happening for me both of which really lock us into a sense of futility and fatalism. And it's really hard to break out of that. I mean, I have gone through that on my own, both when it was time for me to date and and find a partner, but also with my fertility journey and financially at times in my life, this, oh, it's not happening and it's not happening for me. That's really a place of victimhood of saying, Oh, it's not happening because maybe there's someone else who's determining whether it's happening or not, or it's just not happening for me. It's not meant for me. We're walling off what we want from us. And then it's hard to see. It's hard to see that it is there. It's already there. It's already close to us that we're so much closer than we think that if we could just break down this concrete wall, we could maybe even see the exact thing that we're looking for. And it might just be inches from our face. So if you struggle to feel like there's an abundance of appropriate, healthy partners for you, or just an abundance of healthy masculine in the world, then this episode is for you. So I want you to imagine, you can close your eyes if you're not driving or something. I want you to imagine that you're walking through the world and you're feeling energy, vitality, strength, that you're noticing compassion and care that you're noticing creativity flourishing, that you're noticing active direction, a sense of penetration, a sense of overcoming obstacles. I want to share a few examples of things you could imagine that I've experienced in my own life. Seeing a man helping a woman carry her baby stroller down a long flight of stairs in a subway station in New York City. And not because he was interested in her, he was going to get anything from it, but he saw that there was a need and he stepped in. Imagine seeing healthy men that are leading, leading workshops and groups about mindfulness and psychedelics, about new technology bridging the gap between human relationship and what's possible when we connect, how we could share more deeply and be more authentic in our shares. Imagine seeing men that are completely loving and present and connected with their children who give lots of spaciousness and acceptance and validation and permission to their child to be exactly as they're meant to be. Imagine men who sit with each other in times of grief. And instead of mocking their tears, they wipe their tears from their face. They celebrate the grief. They honor the depth of the pain that the man is in and See it not as a weakness, but as a strength that he's willing to grieve and to let go. There are so many opportunities every day to see healthy masculine and healthy men. But what we have to do is take off this idea of the patriarchal perspective. The patriarchal perspective is blinders. It says, oh no, men can only be a certain way in order to be masculine, they have to be. Financially successful, they have to be super physically strong. They have to be just aloof enough that you know there's some mystery, there's some uh, danger there. They have to have a clean track record with their relationships in the past, and their relationship with substances, and their relationships with their parents, and you know the list goes on and on. And yet, you know, we also expect them to show up and be emotionally open, and to be good partners, and to read our minds, and to express themselves articulately, and And we've never shown them how to do this or rewarded them for doing this. And I love that part of what my husband's mission in the world is, is to lead great men and to help men find the greatness within them and to empower them to be pillars, pillars of strength, pillars of love, pillars of connection, not just in their families, but in their communities. And I've noticed that women in particular, I'm talking about heterosexual women, although I work with women of all different sexual orientations, but I've noticed that heterosexual women tend to walk around with the list. They have a list either written down, probably written down many, many times over the course of their dating life, or at least a list that they are always kind of chewing on. Like, oh, if I could just find a man who has this, this, and this, or, you know, this combination. And there is part of the dating process called the Goldilocks part, which I will talk about in a little bit, but before we can get to the Goldilocks part, we have to get to the abundance part. We, we can't narrow down our options so severely that it colors our thinking or, or clouds our judgment. We first have to expand and be open-minded. Now, this doesn't mean that you should just find goodness where it doesn't feel right to you. Like You shouldn't put someone on a pedestal that doesn't feel like you can respect them. But it does mean taking off that patriarchal mindset the narrowness of expression of the masculine and expanding your perspective to include not just transcending the patriarchal mindset, but including all of these different flavors and textures of what the masculine could look and feel like. So I want to give a really concrete example. One of my clients who I had worked with one-on-one for a little bit, uh, last year, early last year, and then she did my program radiant love. And so we had worked one-on-one and then she came into this couple or this co-ed program. It it has couples and singles in it, but she came into this co-ed container having already done some deep work with me on archetypes and communication patterns, her attachment style, flirting, how to use the apps, how to use meetups, you know, healing, heartbreak that she's experienced from the past, changing her patterns of attraction, all of that stuff that I work with people on either through my Queens of Pleasure program or one-on-one. But we had done that work together. And then she was in this container of, of men and women. And she was blown away. She was like, wow, I didn't even know that men like this existed. Men that are kind, compassionate, chivalrous, supportive, uh, uplifting, wise, protective, fun, <laughs> and exciting. And I asked her, you know, at some point, like, well, why why did you feel like that men like that didn't exist? You know, we had already done a good amount of work together. And I thought you had already been experiencing different types of masculine. And she said, it's different to experience a type of masculine on a date where there's pressure. And I'm thinking that I need to perform and I'm not sure what's going to happen in the future. And does he like me? Do I like him? Like, is this my person? So that's so different than being in a safe container where you know that no one is hitting on you. There's no expectations of getting together with anyone or vice versa. There's no, um, performance there's no right way to do it it's simply a safe container where you can express different parts of your energy where you can witness other people express different parts of their energy where you can share your trials and your triumphs and where you can see real time men reflecting the beauty of a woman men championing the power of a woman men protecting the vulnerability of a woman both one on one in a breakout room but also as the larger group and and as the whole And she had this realization, this this embodied knowing that, wow, healthy masculine is out there. There's a ton of different variety in terms of how that shows up. I don't have to have a list in my head. In fact, I just need to stay connected to my body and my heart while still being discerning and in my power. And it's up to me as a woman to really cherish and believe and hold this vision of healthy masculine in the world and in my partnership. And within a few months of finishing Radiant Love, she had met her now partner. Now, he has a different background than she expected, He a religious background than she expected, he has a different job and career than she had expected, and he has a different body type than she expected. So his religion, his job, and his body type are very different than what she had originally thought she wanted in a partner. And the re- reason I bring this up is because those are three areas that oftentimes trip women up because, again, they have this list of what his religion needs to be, what his job needs to be and financial, you know, status needs to be and what his body type needs to look like. I'm not saying that you should throw those things out the window, but I am saying maybe it's worth having a little bit of a wiggle room around those because it's really the felt experience we have with someone. It's how they make us feel and how we feel when they're around us. It's the shared values and vision that we have. It's the ability or Lack of ability to get through conflict and stress and challenge with a stronger relationship instead of it weakening the relationship. She realized through doing Radiant Love and the work she had done with me prior that it's about the felt experience and the shared co creative collaborative experience that you make with another individual being that creates relationship and that helps expand that sense of relationship. And now their relationship has inspired her family and his family, has opened up more people's hearts and minds. And that's the ripple effect that can happen when we champion and create and stick with healthy love, even if it looks different than what we think it might. So it's really about getting out of our heads and really out of our eyes, like where are the good men, scarcity, competition, and into, and by the way, I'm, I'm kind of poking fun at this because I have been there too so many times in my life when I was dating and and it's a real thing. So, but if we can get out of this, projecting projecting through our eyes our list and move into our hearts and into our bodies then we can be open to receiving healthy masculine everywhere you know appreciating the strength of a tree appreciating the force of the wind appreciating the depth and security and gravity of grounding again the examples i mentioned of men helping other people men standing up for what's right men championing championing each other's vulnerability And being wild and carefree and expressive and and boyish in all the ways that they probably weren't allowed to be uh, when when they were younger. So like my client, it's really about doing some inner work to make those perspective shifts, to get in touch with our bodies and our longings and our heart, and then consciously putting ourselves in situations where we feel safe and supported to open our mind even further towards what healthy masculine could look like and feel like. Now, there's a book that I recently read, which I highly recommend, called The Flowering Wand by Sophie Strand, and it's all about the regenerative masculine. It's all about these different ways that we can see healthy men beyond the conditioning of what we've been told is healthy, because what we've been told is healthy is really about dominance and not about partnership. It's really about um, this aloof enigma of a man that is closed off and in a tight little box versus healthy, supportive, inspiring, creative, masculine that uplifts all of us. And that's in integrity with himself and and with the world. So I highly recommend that book, but I also recommend to put yourself consciously in containers like my program, Radiant Love, or find another one. You know, my husband's program, Pillars of Presence is phenomenal, but it is just men. It's it's not open to women. So these co-ed containers, Authentic Relating is another one, These are co-ed containers where you can feel that someone is holding the structure. So you just get to be you. You don't have to worry about someone coming on to you or what things mean. You don't have to perform. You just get to play. Like All of us need more opportunities to play, to play in the world, to play in our relationships, to play in our connections, and to to not feel like we have to do things perfectly. And men need that, but women need that too. You know, we've also been put into boxes and told what's right or what's wrong with our behavior and, and everything else. So what I love about Radiant Love and about Coed Containers is that you can really see and feel the texture of healthy relationship. And then you can go into more of that Goldilocks phase. So the Goldilocks phase is after the abundance phase, after we've realized there's an abundance of men, there's an abundance of healthy men. There's so much yummy, you know, masculine, father, protector, um, creative energy in the universe. And I deserve that. And then we realize, okay, but now what type of this energy really will match my vision and really will help um, help me to live the love that I know I'm here to live. So I knew I was here to live a love based on mutual respect, based on inspiring each other and going for the things that we want, a, a real partnership instead of feeling like one of us was leading and that we can both be leaders. We can both source power with each other, not from each other. I also wanted a love that was about creating healthy family especially after experiencing sexual abuse in my family and narcissism and emotional abuse and all sorts of other stuff i knew that the type of love that i was meant to live was about integrity and safety and creating a new way of loving and family in addition to this shared partnership and integrity and vision and inspiration and All of those pieces were a big part of my vision and I wasn't going to get there when I was just focused on the list because the list is all about measurable exterior things and the vision is about internal feeling states and shared co-created experiences. But when you get to this Goldilocks phase, it's about recognizing, okay, I know I'm going to have everything I want. I'm going to feel the feelings that I want to feel. I'm going to have a type of partnership and love that I was meant to live. But I can't predict the exact exact percentages. You know, if I want to be with someone who's emotionally safe, but also driven, but also, you know, let's say three or four other things, maybe emotional safety ends up being 30% of kind of their makeup, their personality, and the driven is 15%. And I thought mm-hmm. the driven was going to be higher. You know, I thought the driven was going to be 25% and the emotional part was going to be 15%. I like to think of it as like a, a pie, you know? You're going to have all the pieces that you want in your partner, but you can't predict how they show up. You can't predict their percentages. You just have to stay focused on how you want to feel, the vision that you want to have, and the type of love that you want to live, what that looks like in the world. So when the Goldilocks phase comes, yes, of course, you want to be discerning, but you also want to be open-minded and not rigid. Because if we say, well, he's too emotionally available to me. I like a man who's a little less available. you're blocking off the gifts of having someone who's really emotionally safe. A gift that your inner child probably really needs, even if your current adult self doesn't find that attractive. So I'm not telling you that you should date someone you're not into, but I am going to challenge our patterns of attraction and say most of our patterns of attraction are based in childhood wounding and patriarchal mindset. So if we can shed those blinders If we can do the inner work on ourselves, if we can trust and see the abundance of men, then in the Goldilocks phase, it gets really fun. It's like, okay, I met someone who has all the things I'm looking for. Uh, That's wonderful. Like, I'm going to keep getting to know them. Or I met someone who has most of what I'm looking for, but they don't want a family. And I want a family. So I'm going to keep dating. I'm going to keep my heart and mind open. I'm going to circulate my energies to meet someone who wants a family. And maybe that person won't be, let's say, quite as financially successful as the person I met who doesn't want a family. They're still meeting my needs, and by the way, love is about more than just getting my needs met. It's about what can we create together, and I can create a life with this person. I can create a family that feels good to me. So the Goldilocks phase, combined with the abundance phase, is really about refining our experience of dating until we find a, a person where it just feels really good. There's a level of ease. Even if it's not easy, no relationship is easy. There's a level of ease because there's a level of deep trust safety, confidence that you can repair any ruptures that you have, and a sense of values, a match based on values. So to see that match based on values and even get to that phase of discernment, we have to be around healthy men, authentic men that are embodying these different aspects of masculinity. So if you're curious about that, about being in one of these co-ed containers, I invite you to join my Radiant Love program, which is starting soon. You can email me at violet at violetling.com. And if we have any spots available, I will send you all the details. And if not, I can keep you on the list for the next round, which will probably be sometime next year. And even beyond just being in a container, which I think is the fastest way to get there. I invite you this upcoming week, instead of to ask, where are all the good men to say, what do I find attractive? What do I appreciate? About what I see in the world, about the men that I see in the world, or about the masculine qualities that I see in the world. So keep an open heart and an open mind and a spirit of appreciation and attraction instead of a spirit of scarcity. And I'm excited to see how all of this shifts how you experience the world and how you experience men. So please feel free to reach out and let me know how this is changing what you experience in the world. All right, I will see you in radiant love and or I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. If you want more love, pleasure, and power in your life, go to violetlang.com forward slash talk.